I know many of you are facing challenges, difficult situations, but I say to you, hold on to your faith, for the Lord by his word and his spirit will help you deal with and overcome them. The Lord, faithful and true, has not brought you this far to leave you now. I say to you, fear no evil, for the Lord is with you, with his rod and his staff to comfort you. Welcome to this broadcast by the Godly Reflection Network USA titled, Blessings, Gratitude and Overcoming Challenges. The scriptures tell us in Psalm 119 verse 130 that the entrance of the word of God gives light and understanding to the simple. Today, open your heart to the Lord, give him your ear and attention, and let him speak to you by his word you are about to hear. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus. You are holy, merciful, and loving. You alone are God, and besides you, there is no other God. Thank you for this opportunity to minister your word. Grant me utterance and the listeners understanding as you reveal to them that they are blessed by you no matter what they are facing in life and that you have purposefully brought them this far. Reveal to everyone that Jesus has indeed overcome the world and that you make all who believe your word and submit to him overcomers in him. Amen. Do you believe you are blessed, that you are a grateful person, and that you have overcome some challenges in life? Do you know if you are blessed? Are you a more loving, giving, and forgiving person as a result? I want you to know that to believe something is not the same as to know it. But when the Lord gives us a testimony, a belief and knowing merge, and the belief of that person in God is elevated to faith, which is defined as complete trust in God. But belief alone does not produce anything until it is elevated to faith, which is what produces results as God responds to it. I know many of you are facing challenges. Fear, unemployment, and sickness made worse by the current coronavirus pandemic. But I say to you, hold on to your faith, for the Lord by his word and his spirit will help you deal with and overcome them. The word of God is indeed spirit and life. As Jesus said in John 6:63. It comes with the power of God to accomplish its purpose and meet your righteous need, a need which is in accordance with God's purposes and plans for your life. Let us talk about blessings. What is a blessing? The dictionary defines it as God's favor and protection, a beneficial thing for which one is grateful something that brings well-being. 
You are alive and listening to this message because of divine orchestration. May the Lord use it to meet a righteous need in your life. God has given you life that you did not create and certainly did not do anything to earn. I know many people would not mention being alive as a blessing, but I want you to see it as exactly that. Your most obvious and significant blessing is your life itself. God has kept you and brought you this far regardless of the challenges you faced along the way, and you are alive because you either survived or overcame them. The Lord, faithful and true, has not brought you this far to leave you now. I say to you, fear no evil, for the Lord is with you, with his rod and his staff to comfort you. The truth is, you may have a family member, a friend or even a stranger, whom God has put in your life as a blessing to support you in your time of need and who may have already helped you overcome a life challenge. Join me and open your eyes so you can see that you indeed have reasons to be grateful and see that you are blessed because you are. You do not need to be blessed in every area of your life for this to be true, no matter how little you say you have. I am sure you have something which someone who does not have it would like to get. You may be blessed in some areas of your life and challenged in others. We all are. The truth is, no one has it all in life and nobody is perfect. People only seem that way in their Sunday best or photoshopped image on WhatsApp or Facebook. No matter the challenge you are facing, the situation is likely worse for someone else than it is for you. Being blessed does not mean you have everything, but simply that you appreciate what you have, knowing you have it in spite of you, not because of you. And you realize... Things could be worse. As someone who is blessed, you should see the positives in life and acknowledge that the proverbial glass is half full, not half empty. The evidence that you are blessed is not the absence of challenges or strife in your life, but the fact that you can have peace in the inevitable storms of life. It is simply recognizing the hand of God in your life and acknowledging Him as your provider and protection. Being blessed is knowing that God's promise never to leave nor forsake you is true and that His Spirit will never lead you where His grace cannot keep you and give you victory. Truly I say to you, being blessed is knowing that the grace of God is indeed sufficient for you in all your situations in life. 
But why does God bless us? There are five reasons why God blesses us. One, God blesses us to reveal and establish himself in our lives. Two, to respond to our faith in him and to reward us. Three, to fulfill his purposes in our lives. Four, to bless others through us and grow us spiritually. Five, God blesses us so he can fulfill his kingdom agenda on the earth through us. It is time to talk about gratitude, which I call great or grateful attitude. You know, much about life is attitude and perspective. Remember what I said earlier about the proverbial glass being half full, not half empty? The way we see things determines how we respond to them. And how we respond comes with consequences that can elevate us or others, diminish us or them, make us a hero or a villain, a victor or a victim. Bless or hurt us or others. Strengthen our faith in God or destroy it. The further along the positive side of life we are, the more we see our blessings and the stronger our gratitude or grateful attitude. Gratitude is what helps to keep our tendency to complain in check and turns us into encouragers who strive to help others overcome their life challenges too. Grateful people see and appreciate what others may not see, what they may not appreciate, or what they simply dismiss. Turn with me to John 6, 5-9. Let us look at the miracle Jesus performed by multiplying five loaves of bread and two small fish to feed 5,000 men and possibly as many women and children. This miracle is a powerful example of gratitude to God, the all-sufficient one and provider. The passage says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, said to Philip, one of his disciples, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Philip answered him and said, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Andrew, another of his disciples, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Philip and Andrew saw inadequacy and impossibility in the situation before them, and complained. They saw no reason to be grateful or thankful. They did not see the situation before them as an opportunity to demonstrate and grow their faith, to let God be God and show spiritually and physically that He is the all-sufficient One. If they had their way, 
the multitudes that Jesus just fed with God's word and satisfied spiritually would have gone home physically hungry with empty stomachs except for the boy with the five loaves of bread and two small fish. But Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, knew better and saw things differently. He did not complain that the provision was inadequate, but gave thanks to God his Father, expressing his gratitude to him for the provision. The gratitude of Jesus was based on his testimonies about his Father and what he knew about him that his father always answered his prayers, that his father is the all-sufficient one who supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory and that he could always trust and depend on his father. What is your testimony about God your father? What do you know and say about him? How do you demonstrate your trust faith and dependence on him. Because of the testimony of Jesus about his father, he responded in a positive and thankful manner in John 6, 10-13 to the same impossible situation Philip and Andrew had given up on. We also see here how Jesus' father responded to him with a powerful miracle of provision and instant multiplication. The passage states, Jesus said, make the people sit down. He took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. They gathered them up and filled twelve baskets. Jesus' gratitude to his Father, the faith of the boy who surrendered his entire lunch to them, the obedience of the people to his command to sit down, that of his disciples to look for food for the people and later to distribute the crumbs as he asked them to, resulted in this incredible miracle. God, through Jesus, changed the reality of inadequacy and complete lack to one of abundance and overflow. Truly I say to you, the right kind of faith does not deny reality, it changes it. O Lord, only you can do a thing like this. We worship you. We adore you. Gratitude arises because of what you know about the one in whom you place your trust and the testimonies that arise out of that trust. If your trust is in yourself or your fellow man, sooner or later you will fail, or they will fail you. But if you put your trust in Jesus, 
you can be assured he will never fail. As the gospel song says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Unfortunately, most people do not act on the word of God they say or sing. Many others say they are self-made and even boast of it. They say anyone who is less accomplished than they are must somehow be responsible for their perceived inferiority. But I pray that this will no longer be the attitude of anyone listening to this message. May you from this moment always strive to manifest a grateful attitude. And with God helping you, let this example of Jesus be yours also in every situation you face in life as you remember the faithfulness of God. As I look back on my life, I urge you to join me and look back on your life too. Let us count our blessings, name them one by one, so we can see what our God has done, and shout, Wonderful God, Faithful God, but for you, Lord, where would I be? I stand in awe of you. Our final topic is overcoming challenges. None of us has lived a life free of challenges. All of us have certainly survived or overcome one or more of them. But there is a big difference between surviving and overcoming. The evidence that you have survived is that you are alive. And the proof that you have overcome is that you are thriving, celebrating life, and grateful. God has not promised us a life without challenges, or that life shall be a comfortable bed of roses. What He has promised us is strength for the journey of life, and that He will never leave nor forsake us. In John 16.33, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What a revelation. As Christians, we should rejoice in the knowledge and assurance that we do not need to fight the battles of life that our Lord Jesus Christ has already fought and won for us because he has made us overcomers in him. I am not talking about the so-called overcomers who claim it is enough to believe that there is a God, because that is not even remotely true. It isn't enough to believe that God exists. James 2.19 says, You believe that there is one God, you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. Did you hear that? Many people know of God, 
just like the demons. They do not know God because they do not submit to Him and do not spend time with Him in His Word. They have the Bible, but do not believe in the God of the Bible. They have been freed from Egypt, that is, from the power of sin and its enslavement, but Egypt or sin still rules over them. They still cling to sin, a slave mentality, do not walk in their freedom and have lost their appreciation for it, and the one who gave his life to set them free. Many even want to go back to their past, to Egypt. Listen to me. God does not seek only a part of us. He demands we surrender to him completely. That is why he is after our hearts. Only after we surrender our hearts to the Lord can our focus be entirely on him and our loyalty undivided. Only then will he become our singular treasure and where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also. God can only do his most transformative work in us and through us and make us the overcomers in him that he wants us to be when he has our hearts. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus our Lord. I thank you for the imperishable seed of your word that has been planted in the hearts of the listeners concerning blessings, gratitude, and overcoming the inevitable challenges of life through you. You are the gardener. Tend to your word and cause it to bear fruit in the hearts and lives of the listeners. I pray. Amen. We would like to hear from you. Please send your emails to godlyreflection at gmail.com and visit our YouTube channel, Godly Reflection Network, and see for yourself how God confirms and backs up His Word through His servant and GRN. I am the servant of God president and founder of Godly Reflection Network USA, wishing you God's grace and peace till we meet again on the next broadcast or at one of our Holy Spirit-led services or seminars.